0: My friends, spring is in the air, and this upcoming concert season will be all about the way you look and about your boots, and Tekovas is your stop for the best in western style. Tekovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tekovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles ...that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events... There is no in-store experience like this. If you cannot make it into the store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your next favorite pair of boots today.
1: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app.
2: Hey, Andre, we've got a very special
0: podcast, and that's because I'm here and Nathan isn't? Well, no, it's because you and I have just returned from Michigan, and we got to first drive and first tow and go even on a dirt road with the all-new Chevy Silverado EV work truck. Yep, and in this podcast, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about the
2: new electric Silverado, plus uh, we got a chance to chat with the chief engineer, Nicole. She was great, and... uh, we asked her some pretty hard questions, actually. We 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 didn't pull our
0: punches. Well, you didn't pull some punches. <laughs> I, well, we've we've been friends with Nicole because so you pulled uh, your punches. Well, no. Uh-huh. I asked her, I, th- I thought I asked her some tough questions okay. as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. And
2: then um, that'll be the middle of the show, and then we'll come back, and we're going to tell you uh, how the Silverado EV compares with the competition. In other words, how does it compare to the Lightning, the Rivian, uh, the Hummer EV? Uh, is there any other electric trucks? Or is that Well, all?
0: the upcoming trucks, too. I mean, the Cybertruck will maybe eventually be here right? Yes, that, that's a big if. <laughs> so so yeah, but mostly Ford, I would say mostly Ford and Rivian.
2: And then of course, we'll, we'll thank our Patreon members as well. But let's start with two big numbers. Um, yeah. Um, and one is good big and one is bad big. Ooh, wow. Which one do you want? The good big or the bad big? Uh, let's start with the bad. Uh, the bad big, yeah. So th- we drove the work truck uh, and there's going to be four
0: flavors or four models of it. And we drove the top of the line. It's called the 4WT. So WT stands for work truck, and there's numbers one through four. And the four means the fanciest one, right? The biggest battery. And this is a fleet sale truck.
2: So they're going to come out with the fleet sale truck first. Uh, So if you don't have a fleet number with GM, uh, you're not going to be able to order this one. But we will talk about the RST as well, which will be the first version that will be available to everybody. But let's talk about the bad number, which is what, Andre?
0: How much does it cost? It's the price. Yes. It's the starting price, which is around $78,000, and it's going to be closer to 79 and a dollars with destination charges. So let me repeat that. $78,000 or seventy-nine,
2: or $80,000 for a work truck. Wow.
0: Yeah. So that, that's the bad big number. But there's a good big number. Yeah, what is that? Uh, that's the range. What is the range, Andre? 450 miles, and this is real world, well... We haven't tested it, confirmed it yet, but this is EPA rating, and GM swears, Chevrolet says this is real, and we're guessing on this, but we
2: figure it's got the same battery as the Hummer V, which is around 212 kilowatt hours. Yeah. Uh, but this truck is much more aerodynamic; it's not like a brick into the wind, uh, and so it. Pot- I think it's realistic that it will have that kind of range. But what that means, which is also good, is that it actually might be able to tow. Because the problem with any of the current trucks right now is, and that includes Rivian, is that with the small batteries they have, the Lightning has 130 kilowatt hour, uh, is that you basically tow for an hour and charge for an hour and tow for an hour and and charge for an hour. that's not good. No, if you want to go cross-country. Or if you want to stay in your neighborhood, you tow for an hour, you charge for an hour. Right? That's not good. Uh, But with 450 miles of range, you figure cut that in half when towing. And we're being very um, conservative- but we did try that. We did, tow the, we did tow a little bit. We did, but we, we, yeah. Yeah, we, we got it down to about one mile per kilowatt hour.
0: Yeah, and this is, was on the local loop around 55 miles an hour. Yes. So it was a limited test. So, so it wasn't our total test. We
2: towed what, 8,000? 8,
0: um, yeah, 8,000
2: pounds. So realistically, at one mile per kilowatt hour, you're looking at 212 miles of range.
0: I mean, from zero to 100. Yes. So, so, but that's better than before. That's better than any other pickup that's electric.
2: And if you're towing less, let's say it's a 6,000 or 5,000 pounds, then it might be, you know, 200 feet miles of range. And if you're towing in the winter, then it might be 190 miles of range, right? There's a lot of ifs there. Uh, But let's
0: talk about the truck. So let's start with where we always start styling. What do you think of the look of the thing, Andre? Well, so here's one issue I have um, before we get to the Nicole interview, right? Yes. So uh, it's only available in white right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what happened to other paint colors in uh, GM's truck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Truck factory, <laughs> like like the Hummer EV, yeah. they, they just like white. So all new Hummers, edition ones, were white. Now all new work trucks. Okay, I get it. Work trucks or work vehicles are usually white. Yes, because people put their business logos on them. People do other things. They wrap them in different um, colors, etc. So um, usually white is not the most kind of appealing color. And also um, the front. So. Because they tried to make this as affordable as possible, even though it's not super affordable, they tried to take some content out of it, right? So the wheels are 18-inch wheels. The front has a black front fascia combined with a white It's I'm not in love with it. It's just not too appealing to me. What about you? Um, so, um, I don't mind it. It looks very futuristic,
2: especially in the RST where that light signature bar goes all the way across. I think it's very handsome, uh, as opposed to the work truck where it's obvious a little bit of plain Jane. Now, before we scare you, keep in mind that that's the top of the line work truck at 79,000. GM is advertising right now, last time I checked, which was a couple days ago, a $39,000 starting price, but we don't think that's real.
0: Right, and it's likely to change. So GM GM says... It will change. uh, Yes, so what happened was really... You know, Elon Musk um, first made the debut of the Cybertruck concept, and he said, "My Cybertruck will start at forty k." And I think it got rattled some cages, right? Because Ford said our F one hundred and fifty Lightning will be forty thousand, and then GM said our Silverado EV is going to be forty thousand. But now it's no longer true. The base Lightning, the F one hundred and fifty, we'll talk about that after at the end of the show. Starts at 59,000 now. Yeah, so I figure the base
2: work truck for the Silverado will be in that range. I think that's a fair Probably guess. Probably mid 50s. Yeah. This is just our guess, right? It's a, it's a fair guess, yeah. Now, GM is quick to point out that the difference between uh, their truck and Lightning, which it will directly compete against, is that it's a ground up. Electric truck, and the, we were there with uh, uh the straight pipes, Yuri uh, and Jacob. Right? Yes. And you asked the chief engineer, we'll get to this in an interview. Yeah, uh, you know, what is this? Is it, is it body on frame? Is it skateboard? Is it is it unibody? Uh, is it unibody? Uh, and she came up, what did she say? I forget what she called it, it was some funny kind of thing. But Jacob like- actually came up with something <laughs> even better. He called it, he called it uh, unibody on frame <laughs> because right, it doesn't have that classic cut line between the
0: cab and uh, the bed. Exactly. Um, so they call them like ultium body or ulti body. Ulti body or something, or something like that. Because ultium is their electric term, right? And so, But, but I think but body on frame is probably a good description. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but really, I mean, it's the battery chassis. So the wheelbase, what connects the truck, the, the, the basis of it is the battery box, right? And the battery is also structural. It's a very large component. And then the body is built on top of it. So it's kind of both. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the body on top of the frame, uh, one of the things
2: that struck us immediately when we got into the truck is just how big that cab is. Oh, my God. I oh, right.
0: that's it's <laughs> mega, we're mega cab territory. It is, yeah. It's, yeah. Huge. it's huge.
2: And the bed is 511. Yes. Uh, but the cab is <laughs> probably 511, 511. <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's enormous. <laughs> those doors, uh, I think at a job site you'll be fine, but parking it in a tight parking space, you know, those door you know what those doors are like? They're like a door on a two-door, the British say coupe, we say coupe, right? They're like a two-door uh, coupe because they're so long.
0: But but there's four of them yeah.
2: in this case. So and yeah, it's a gigantic interior space. And the good it's news huge. is it just means you have so much space both in the front
0: and in the back of the truck. And there's, of course, the front area in the front, right? So uh, there's, no, no, you know, there's some storage.
2: What, what size is that compared to the Lightning?
0: Uh, so 10.7 cubic feet in the Chevrolet versus 14 cubic feet in the Lightning. So the Lightning has the upper hand as far as volume in the front is. Now, how
2: about horsepower?
0: So the work truck has its own rating, right? It's a two-motor system. All-wheel drive. So, so all-wheel drive, one motor in the front, one motor in the rear. For the work truck, for the Chevy, it's 510 horsepower and 615 pound-feet of torque, which is, you know, plenty for a work vehicle of any
2: kind. Yeah, maximum tow rating of 10,000, 000, 0 to 60, what, and about 5.7, I think
0: they're saying, or 5.8. I'm yeah. just under six seconds. And maximum payload, they said about 1,400 pounds, although which some... Which isn't grand. No, that's not a bad number, Yeah, I would say, because my Chevy Colorado has a payload of 1,500 pounds, but 10,000-pound um, uh, uh, tow rating, like you said.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, the 1,400 is also, like you said, a bad number because uh, as a work truck, you want to be able to put a lot of stuff in the bed, especially if you're you know hauling I don't know rocks right and you'll quickly concrete ac- bags yeah you'll quickly exceed 1,400 but that's because the batteries are so heavy and by the way, uh, we figured out how much it weighs now every this is funny to, you know every automotive journalist right yeah, yes. and I say automotive as in car always like gets freaked out and is obsessed with the fact that the hummer uh, EV Uh, weighs 9,400 pounds, right? Right. Well, that's like the only thing that they ever talk about because let's face it, guys, a lot of other automotive journalists out there mainly focus on cars and not trucks, you know. Andre here. Well, A lot of
0: diesel trucks weigh 9,500
2: pounds. Yeah, so I, I had no issue with the Hummer EV being, you know, I mean, it's a truck. They're heavy, right? This is what trucks are. It's not a lightweight sports car. If you want a Miata, then go get yourself a Miata. And they're all like, oh, my God, it's 9,400 pounds. So what? It's 9,400 pounds. That's not the big number. The big number is, of course, payload, and that's the number that the batteries take up mm-hmm. and the truck doesn't have. Now, this truck weighs how much, Andre?
0: So we calculated it. It has a gross vehicle weight rating of 9,990 pounds. So this is also very interesting because it's just under 10,000. And it weighs about 8,500 pounds.
2: So about 1,000 pounds less than a Hummer EV.
0: Right. So they stripped about 1,000 pounds out of it compared to that Hummer.
2: Of course, no no removable roof panels. No No mid-gate. No air suspension. We'll get to the mid-gate in a second. No air suspension, which is also uh kind of uh good i guess because that's less to break right right
0: no rear steering no rear steering which is also okay because yeah. this truck actually steers really well it's got a really good turning rate yes
2: yeah. yeah uh now on the interior um and if you want to see what this looks like besides you know listening to this podcast or watching this podcast you can go to all TFL. uh and we've put out plenty of videos okay. we've put out a first like six videos a first tow how you can power stuff with it. Of course, a comparison to the RST, which is the you know the civilian version of this truck. But I like the interior of this truck. I like it a lot because it's all vinyl. It's all very kind of just everything you need, nothing you don't. So two smallish screens, which is fine, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know just a lot of room. And it's the kind of interior where if you're like at a work site or if you're working on your car and you're covered in filth and you just get in the thing, you don't care.
0: Yeah, you can wipe it down, wash it out. So I, I love the interior. The seats, you know, are kind of reminding me of a standard Silverado. You know, just the design of them and kind of the comfort level. So, so the seats are maybe a tiny bit on the harder side. Yeah, that's always been the rub with Chevy seats, right? Yeah, But still, humongous space. You can stretch out. You can, you know...
2: Well, dude, the back. Okay, the back... <laughs> If you fold up those seats, there's this giant. You could ice skate in the back of this thing with the seats folded up. Seriously, yeah. if if you if you were you know high challenged, spray in some water, let it freeze, and go for it. <laughs> See if you can or do you triple. You could put a little cell cow. You could put a little mattress in there and go to sleep. And speaking of going to sleep, let's talk about the midgate. This was one of the questions we'll, we'll get to. I asked the engineer, but yeah. uh, and you'll certainly want to hear her answer, but. Uh, you don't get the mid-gate or the fancy tailgate, right? The the one that folds in 14 different ways like Japanese origami. Yeah. You don't get that in the work truck. You do get that in the RST. Uh, but tell them about the mid-gate. How does that
0: work? Yeah. So it's kind of reminiscent of the Avalanche trucks sure. that they had before. Uh, but it's it's a little bit more versatile. So you could leave the rear glass end in, in the cab. Um, and just fold the bottom parts so you can have a pass through from the bed to the cab, and that folds in 40-60 orientation. So you can leave one part up, one part down, so somebody could still sit in the back seat while you have some long items. I don't know your kayak or your wood. You know your, your uh, two by four, two by fours that are laying down in there. Sure. So or you can remove the glass four by eight, and you could have a humongous space from the bed into the cab or if you, have, if you leave the glass in and put a tonneau, you could kind of like sleep in there, right? You could, yeah. You could have a little cubby where your head is inside the truck's cab
2: and your feet are inside the truck's bed. Yeah, just basically laying down. Which, which of course, you know, begs the question, why not just get a topper? Because <laughs> you could then do the same thing, right? You could. Inside
0: the topper. You could, sure. But, but, but at least it's heated then. Yes, and the RSD, by the way, starts at 105,000.
2: All right, and then the other cool thing about this truck um, is that it's got Ford calls it onboard power, but Chevy calls it offboard power.
0: <laughs> so tell me about that, Andre. What's the offboard power? So it's a combined <laughs> 10.2 kilowatt. Uh-huh. So inside the truck, so in the front area, inside the cab, inside the bed, you can have up to 7.2 kilowatt. So this is what the F 150 Hybrid also offers, right? Or the Lightning. But then, they have an additional little dongle that you can plug into the charge port outside the truck, right? Yes, that's a cool, it's basically, a char, it looks like it's a charger, but it's not. Right,
2: so it actually puts the power out. Yeah, so as you know, if you've been watching our videos, Hyundai has this little dongle, and it's called vehicle to load, V2L. And basically what it is, it's a little dongle you plug into the charge port, and because um that charge port works both ways right you can have electricity going in or out this dongle basically has two 120 outlets on it Yeah, but chevy's got one better
0: yeah they have a long cable so they were showing us and we have a video about this a cable that was about 25 or 30 feet long so you can actually have it outside the truck and maybe power some additional items. Well, hold uh, on,
2: hold on, you're, you're downplaying this. This is this is what? No, this no no no. Maybe power. No no. You're, what? You're, you're 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 burying the lead. Let me explain. What is it? Let me explain. Okay, so you've got you you plug in, uh, you know the the receptor that you would normally use to charge the truck, but instead of going to a charger, there's a cable that goes to a big box, right? And that big box has I think three or four 120 outlets. Or right.
0: even higher power. Well, or sometimes. even higher power. Yeah.
2: And, and what I mean by you're burying the lead is, imagine your power goes out in your house. You, now you plug this thing into your truck. You take that box, you run it into your house, and you plug your refrigerator into it. You plug, you know.
0: No. You, you, Why not? It, it's only 3 kilowatts, Roman. 3,000 watts. It will barely run your microwave and your fridge together. You can't power an entire house on 3 kilowatts. They were powering two, uh, they, they were powering, uh, two food trucks, so there, there, here's the thing okay Ex- uh, educate me andre so 7.2 kilowatts we tried power our friend justin's house right it was barely enough to run his television his fridge and maybe even his heater and his oven okay right? so 7.2 is just i would say the minimum to power a home um so this truck can still do it and it can um, do it from the bed okay uh, from this exterior cable, it's only about three kilowatts, which can which which they showed powering a barbecue trailer. So they had a barbecue kind of a food truck trailer that was feeding us really, really yummy stuff. So you can power smaller things with it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. What can you power on the 3,000 watts? I I so- so you can power an air compressor, for example, which is, could, is about 1,500 watts. I mean, I mean watts. It
2: works, you could, you, could, you could power radio, which they had. I'm just going with the stuff they had. Yes. You could power a table saw. Yes. Right? You could power uh, anything that needs to be charged up. So like a, a rechargeable battery for any of your rechargeable tools or implements that you have. Right. But you're saying you can't power a refrigerator? You could, but only the refrigerator. Okay. Like, it's, it's hard to power your So, what, your, what we're saying house. is there are two ways to get power out of the truck. One is off the charging port, and then one is off the outlets in the bed of the in, truck. Yes. And the outlets in the bed of the truck put out a lot more power than the, than the reverse charge hole.
0: <laughs> exactly. And, and, and more so, you can use the interior outlets inside the bed, inside the cab while moving. Which is a big deal, right? So, so you,
2: could, you could potentially power your work tools on the way. On the way there. To the, to the job right. site. Yeah.
0: Or what we did, remember, with the lightning. You could power a car that you're towing that's electric. Right, exactly. So this truck will do that too.
2: Okay, all right. So that's cool. All right, well, I, I think it's come to that time in uh, this podcast where uh, we uh, have a nice conversation with Nicole. You want to tell them about Nicole before we cut to that video?
0: Yeah, Nicole Krautz. Uh, she's been a GM for many years, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and she's she claims, you know, she, that she's owned a pickup truck for a very long time, and it used to be uh, powered by internal combustion. Now she's in charge. She's the chief engineer of this new platform, the Silverado EV Ultium platform. So she's also involved with GMC because GMC Sierra EV is also coming, right, in a slightly different, you know, form factor. So. She got to design a ground-up truck, yeah. and she was very happy about it.
2: Yeah, and, and then the truck that
0: we kind of do a tour with her around is her own personal
2: truck. She owns it. She, well, it's her, yeah, I don't know if well, she owns it, but well, she, she's put on 10,000 miles. So, yes, so she's been driving it. She's been driving it for 10,000 miles. It's a Silverado EV, and you'll want to wait till the end of the uh, interview to find out what she calls it. All right, let's cut, that. Let's cut
0: to that interview. Nicole, Hello. we've spoken many times we have right so last time i saw you we were talking about the rst chevy silverado ev truck Yes. but now we're standing next to a work version of it
3: her truck my truck
0: why is he interrupting us this
3: is a silverado ev work truck that is my personal ride every single day
0: belongs to you it is mine okay so it's very clean how many miles well you're the chief engineer i am so it makes sense that you would drive one
3: yes (laughs) Yes,
0: but how many miles have you put over? Over ten
3: thousand miles. Can I see? Um, yeah, you can okay. see. Okay, we trust her. No, no, you no, should see. I want to see. I think I just hit ten thousand and seventy-eight miles.
0: In how long? Like just a few months? Just yeah, like... end of April. Okay, well this so is this is June. Yeah. So you've really been testing this. Time. So
3: it turns out I'm building a house, and I have to drive one hundred and seventy miles each way to. Uh, to meet with the builder and build the house. So I get lots of good mileage on my truck. Ask if she charges it at home.
0: <laughs> do you charge it at home or are you using public infrastructure or both?
3: I do both. My truck okay. can get from my house to the new house that I'm building and back without charging. Because um, you've
0: announced a big number. So this was recently.
3: 450 miles. On the work truck. Boom. On this one. Yes. Yes. It's currently at 90% state of charge, showing that it has 400 miles of range.
0: Yeah, I see that. Yeah, that's really impressive for an electric.
3: Actually, getting 450 miles when I drive it, and I don't um drive it lightly.
0: Well, right, so you still have 510 horsepower, yep, combined right, two motors, so still all will drive four by four. It is so, but. I, I was actually driving this truck, um, not yours. I wouldn't touch your truck.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. my <laughs> special. No,
0: I, I was driving a truck in this fleet and I noticed a couple things. First of all, maneuverability, right? Yes. That hit me in the face right away. But this is not an all wheel steer vehicle.
3: It is not four wheel steer. So
0: how did you do that?
3: The um, independent rear suspension and the front steering is just, we've got the all new architecture, ground up build. We keep talking about this. You know, purpose-built for the purposes of full-size truck, but also looking at the pain points of truck owners. So we purposely made it in steering radius, steering turns, turn circles. Like we built it all in to be the best that we could, so that we get rid of all the pain points that customers have about full-size trucks.
0: Because it's a big truck.
3: It's a full-size truck.
0: Yeah. So five
3: foot eleven bed.
0: I'm. You know what shocked me also the size of the cab. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I think I now know why you put this truck into this event. Okay. The, you, you wanted them to wash it for you.
3: I, is that true? This is a funny story. So I have two yellow labs and three okay. kids, and the three kids in the two yellow labs can fit, fit wonderfully comfortable in this back seat.
0: But I don't see so, any hair. I don't see any dog hair. Um,
3: There is dog hair. I had to clean it up myself. Okay. Oh, maybe not. Oh, there's evidence right here of dog hair. Okay. This truck, because of the vinyl work truck flooring and things, I took a leaf blower and blew all of the um, hair out of the truck and cleaned this truck myself.
0: And it's got basically vinyl floor, kind of like plasticky floor,
1: right? Yep.
3: Yeah, it's great to clean, easy to maintain. Like I said, the dog hair just comes right out of it. so. It's a really easy-to-clean, easy ownership experience for our fleet um, customers.
0: And then you have a couple more numbers, so let's, let's do. go to the business end of the truck. Yes. So 1,400 pounds of payload.
3: Yeah, that's up from our reveal.
0: And 10,000 towing.
3: 10,000 pounds towing.
0: I'm really glad you did that, yes. you know, as you're progressing in your development yep. and, and design, because work trucks, you know, they always look for more, right? More, yeah. more, more, more.
3: I mean, we really wanted to focus on an EV pickup truck that was still a pickup truck at its base. And to have a best pickup truck with the best trailering dynamics, capability, range, payload. I mean, these are all things that are important to our customers. It's a five foot 11 bed. It fits everything in there it needs to. Um, It's a compelling uh, truck and it's purposely built from the ground up on an all new architecture. So we didn't take the existing Silverado architecture and put a battery under it, we built it all in. And by doing that and developing our own Ultium battery um, packs, Mm we're able to just capitalize on the efficiencies across gotcha. the truck.
0: There's a big controversy here um, yes. I, we have to address because I think some of the viewers and listeners would say there is no cut line between the bed and the I cab, know, I know. right? So is this a unibody? But we discuss, remember we talked about it I know it we last talked time. about
3: this. It's not a unibody and it's not a body on frame. So what the heck is it? It's a new kind of architecture that <laughs> everybody laughs at me when I say ultibody and you're even still laughing about this. Well, ultibody. not about the
0: name. But it's still, I mean, I'm envisioning kind of a skateboard, am I right?
3: There is a battery pack that is a skateboard-like structure that acts as part of the structure for safety, for dynamics, for all the structural feel, for noise and vibration, for ride. The center of gravity is nice and low because of that battery pack. And then on top of that, this continuous body um, is bolted to the battery pack, and that makes up the total structure. So you could think of the battery as a frame, but it's not a full frame because it doesn't go across to the back of the pickup bed. So it's literally an all new architecture that we've designed a to hybrid. get all the efficiencies. A hybrid between <laughs> body on frame and body frame integral. I, I
0: gotcha. But not
3: a hybrid propulsion.
0: Right, it's all electric.
3: All electric. Sorry
0: I used that term. It's okay. Okay. So, I forgive you. So I see you have a tonneau cover, I which do. is hard folding. Yep. Hard folding cover. Um, interesting.
2: What, the, here, 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 gonna, okay,
3: what are we looking at? I'm
2: gonna, I'm, okay, I'm
0: looking at your broken so, antenna. So, I
3: know. So, do you so, want to know why that happened? Why is your why, antenna why, broken? I can't tell you really on film, but I was using this truck for camping, and I have been maximizing the usage of the truck.
2: All right. So and so, so
3: it's a little quick fix to fix my antenna.
2: All right. So Andre's being nice because you guys are friends. So I'm gonna ask you the hard question. Sure. Go for Whoa. it. Are you okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Let's try. I'm gonna be the mean guy. Okay. Let's try. All right. So, three. Top three in TFL fashion. Top three. Yes. Okay. Number three. Work truck, yes. No, uh, multi-pro tailgate, no midgate. Work trucks
3: don't have multi-pro tailgates.
2: RST has both of those. As a yep. work guy, wouldn't I want like the midgate? Wouldn't I want the more efficient?
3: You know? I don't think so. I no. think fleet customers are looking for usages, not necessarily full versatility. I mean, the reality is that price is still a point for them. So yep. we're not going to add in extra features that they're not frankly asking for. We sat down with our fleet customers and asked them questions about range, asked them questions about usability and capability, and um, the offboard power was really the big one for them that they wanted. We need a, a good price point for an EV fleet pickup truck as well, so we're not gonna put all the bells and whistles from the RST into the work truck. Okay. At the end of the day, it's a work truck.
2: All right, so that's number three. Number yep. two, I was just on your website, yes. uh, and you're advertising thirty-nine thousand plus dealer handling and such, but it's not going to be that, is it? It's going to be a lot more.
3: Yeah, I think Amy talked more about that. She's yeah. probably more the expert in it. What I'll say is that. Um, the vehicle will be a slightly higher price. It's going to come with more range and features and there's price pressures all around the industry. So I don't think it would be surprising to say it'll still be a price leader for who it is versus our competition. And I think that's what stays important.
2: All right, number one, My softball question. What's your favorite part of the truck? That's not a hard question. I know, but come on, you got to up. That with is the not hard a hard one. question no. because everybody that knows me knows. <laughs> they're all like, like "Oh, what's you going to ask?" <laughs>
3: I yeah, everybody's nervous. I am a tailgater yeah. and I am a partier. Okay. So, the offboard power of the 10.2 kilowatts. I just took our team onto a camping trip where I put the tent in the bed, I put the air mattress that was powered through the offboard power into the tent and I had my heated blanket running all night, keeping me warm because when we went camping, it was still cold at night. Yeah, so the changer. offboard power for me is like huge. We take it to my cabin that I'm redoing. I just said I was building that house 170 miles away. And um, we were able to use all the tools to cut all the wood make you know stairs to get into the different locations before the cement guy came. Everything that we can do out of this pickup truck The second favorite thing is trailering. Most of the time that I'm trailering either my snowmobiles up north in the winter or my boat in the summer, um, I forget the trailers on the back. And I think that's a funny story. I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny because it means that it's so good and it's been developed so well that you forget that you're towing a trailer. So, That's unusual. Uh, so
2: I'm not gonna name the competitor, but there is another competitor here. There is, in, 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 not here, in Michigan. but in yes, Michigan. Yes. Uh, and uh, they have an electric truck that they has do? a range, stated range of just over 300 miles. And of course we've done a lot of, well we like to say towing, you say trailering, you say whatever you want. Towing's fine. <laughs> uh, and we found that it's very difficult because what ends up happening is you basically cut that range in half. Yep. So with 450 miles of range, I feel like you could go 200 miles maybe even more is that possible
3: um we have done the comparisons and testing and for the same trailer between an ice and an ev you get the same fall off of range so the same performance degradation you know that towing depends on the type of trail the aerodynamics the speed the weather conditions a lot of other things around it but what i will tell you is um, I've personally experienced towing in multiple conditions on the truck and it very much follows exactly what my um, internal combustion pickup truck does in terms of uh, range performance. Yeah, I think pe- So if you get 20% less out of your ice, you're going to see 20% yeah, less here. I
2: think people don't realize that that is what happens in an internal combustion engine because it's much quicker to fill up, right? Sure, so, so of you, course. You, so gasoline has a lot more potential energy. Right. Uh, and so towing uses a lot more potential energy. And the other thing I think people don't realize is that in an internal combustion engine, most of that energy is used to heat certain parts and is wasted as heat. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no big air intakes on the front of this because you're not actually wasting. So this is much more efficient. Andre, what were we saying in terms of? Uh, here, I'll
0: give you the thing back.
2: In terms of m- MPG, how that compares? Well,
0: one gallon of gasoline is equivalent to about 33 ga- uh, kilowatt hours of energy. Okay. That's a conversion that the EPA uses.
3: Yep. To yep. convert
0: from MPG to MPGe, so if this, you know, uh, we talked about the Hummer EV, which is kind of a relative to this truck.
3: I never heard of it before. No.
0: Tell me more about um, it. So, so the Hummer EV, yeah, we, a C
3: we at the end of GM,
2: right?
0: Oh, GMC. Yeah, yeah, is uh-huh. the Chevrolet. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, Chevrolet. I understand. EV? Okay. But but we, we we talked about you know that's a big vehicle, super square and boxy and yes, big. Yes. Yes. Uh, but it's still can. Con, con, converts to about 60 MPGe.
3: It's still a great. So range it's using that truck. energy
0: energy efficiently. That's it what we It uses we're the
3: energy efficiently. We've designed our own in-house batteries with the LTM architecture, right? The battery architecture. And what's most important about the competitor that you just talked about is, um, it's not just about efficiency. It's about range. People keep saying, "Oh, well, I have a very efficient truck." Well, that doesn't matter if it only gets you 200 miles. If you only can get hundred miles of towing out of it. What matters is that we can go farther by over hundred miles of any other truck that's out there. So, so what's really important for this EV segment is getting that range.
2: So why don't you ask her about that really cool thing you figured out or she showed us about the spare tire. It's oh. a really thoughtful feature. We, we, were, we were kind of struggling to figure <laughs> it's, it out. It's
0: really hard to show on this one because there's a four by eight yeah, sheet of plywood. Yeah, there's a plywood there. So, oh, this one, yeah. so truck, truck guys and gals, we, you know, I wanted to know how to change a spare tire. Um, and also, while we're walking over here, I wanted to ask to you the truck I was going to ask you about testing, right? Yes. Because we were talking about Alaska. We took one of our project trucks all the way to Alaska, which was the F 150 Lightning. Yep. Um, what kind of testing are you putting your trucks through?
3: Hot, cold, cross country, local. Um Altitude. So basically,
0: what you've done with everywhere, trucks.
3: everywhere we've taken a full-size truck, we've taken an EV full-size truck. Yes.
0: So cold climate. Cold climates. Super hot climate. Hot climates,
3: altitude, grades, coastal.
0: High elevation.
3: Yeah. I've always wondered: are
2: EVs affected by altitude?
0: Yeah, they um, get better.
2: They do get better, It's yeah.
0: like a fine white. No, because there's less resistance, right?
3: Well, first of all, they're more efficient if you're going downhill versus uphill because you can get a lot of regen braking yes. on the downhills. Yes, yes. Um, and you
0: have adjustable um, regen on this.
3: We have one-pedal driving, yes.
0: Right, but you can have almost no regen coasting. Correct. You have normal regen. And yep. then high regen, yes. which I tried, right. high which is, is strong.
3: High is a learned... Um, driving habit, but once you learn it, it's a really great So you have to mod-
0: modulate the pedal, kind mm-hmm.
3: of. Can, yep. can you use high to tow? Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Because it would feel like it would give you much more braking.
0: Yeah, plus you regain energy, right?
3: And you're saving your trailer brakes, too, because you're regen-ing, you know, the trailer weight is pushing the truck. So it's really great regen in, a, in one pedal to high.
0: I got you. So, right, so we came up to this truck, Roman showed underneath it. And you guys asked there's, me a question there's, earlier. There's a spare tire. Yes. By the way, it does not look like the spare tire is full size uh, as, as the other. It's is not that the correct?
3: same as the road tire. It is not okay, the same so size. So it's a
0: slightly smaller yes. diameter. Yep. But you have these little doors in the bed. We do. What is that about?
3: That is how you access with that tool, that... I'm not even going to say the, the right the, word. The the, yeah, the wrench, yeah. you know, rod tool. Yeah. That is how you access it. And w- we put it on the inside of the truck bed so that when you close the tailgate, uh-huh. you are locked out and no one can steal your spare tire. Because so there is actually the... a lot of theft in spare tires, so by what, the way. that was
0: one of the pain points that the customers were talking about. Yes, pain okay. points for
3: customers were okay. that we didn't y- lock spare y- tires You know, the other thing
2: they can't steal is a catalytic converter.
3: They can't steal the catalytic converter. That's correct. And it would it be really have... difficult to steal the battery. I'm just saying, because it does weigh a little Because I've tried to drop the battery and it uh-huh. won't work very easily. It's pretty big. I'm just kidding. Yeah.
0: I like Not a you're... lot of
3: stuff you can steal off this thing.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Plus the tailgate is lockable, right? Oh All, yeah. all of it yeah. is lockable. Tailgate locks. So that's really cool. And you incorporated rails on the top of the bed, so mm-hmm. you can have the racks. You can system. see
3: that you can still use accessories on the truck. There's been yeah. a lot of. Um, interest in accessories for the truck, especially from our fleet customers, ladder racks and things like that. So,
0: so can you say anything about, so you, you initially when GM, when Chevrolet announced the Silverado EV, you said potentially up to 20,000 pounds of towing.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, do you have something in the works? Can you say anything about what else you're working on? Um, or more payload? Can I just ask for more? Payload? Yes.
3: So here's the thing. in every truck a fully and in the segment in the market as a standard when people advertise payload and advertise towing it's off of the models that are available that model year so as we bring more models in with less fully loaded options your payload will get better so you'll absolutely see much higher payloads from our model year 25 lineup when we offer more than just one work truck, one RST. And right? like
0: one energy pack. Yes, right? there's Multiple just energy one packs.
3: version of these trucks okay. right now going out, right? So the 450 mile truck has all of these options. You can't pick anything else. The reservations are sold out this year, as you guys heard earlier. When we open up reservations for model year 25 and start building model year 25, you will see payload numbers that increase. It really just depends on now, what do you want? Do you want maximum um, range? Do you want maximum towing? Do you want maximum payload? Do you want something in between? The offerings will be available for everything.
0: Well, that's good news.
3: Yes, it's because, it's a standard yeah. full-size truck well, you have to known start, thing. You
0: have to start somewhere, yes, right? Yes. And then make progress Absolutely. from there. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have any more questions, Roman? No. I didn't any feel you like really? you
3: weren't that nice, by the way. I didn't think that was that hard. Oh,
0: well, wasn't that hard? That's good. Okay. Okay. Well, I figured,
3: I just you know. thought it might be really hard. Well, well, I, well I had one. one. I, okay,
2: okay, hold on. I have one other hard okay, question. what's the hard one? What did you call your truck?
3: Queen Bee. <laughs> okay. My truck is called Queen, oh, Queen Bee, Bee. <laughs> which anybody who knows me knows exactly why Okay. my truck
2: is called I, Queen Bee. I, I thought Bee. that was too personal. So no, no, absolutely right. not. Right. It, we, I didn't want to go there.
3: Adjective animal. Everyone, yeah, even though Queen isn't an adjective, I decided to overrule. But yeah, I mean I love being the chief engineer of this truck. You guys have met most of my team that have made this come true.
2: Yeah.
3: Everybody's heart and soul is in this truck with a passion for truck ownership. And every little bit including the, lock, the way that we've locked up the spare tire has been thought through in just obsessive detail to make sure that we could get everything out of the truck from an all-new architecture.
2: So is it is it uh, gratifying as a chief engineer to finally send your baby out into the world yes. and then to have customers, you know, use it the way you intended them to use it or not?
3: What I think is more important is that I don't worry about you guys driving the vehicles. Hmm. There's a lot of people out there who like go through a lot of, you know, things to get these trucks ready for you to drive. I pulled mine up from my drive, and it's running power for everybody else, and it could go into that drive any moment. These trucks are absolutely capable, ready, and they're of high quality, and just they speak for themselves. So I think you guys have driven them today. You did. You're going to um, you have some trailering tomorrow. You know I love about trailering electric- tomorrow
2: trucks is um, they've got a long wheelbase. They're very heavy, and they kind of ride like my dad had um when he became successful he bought a big old cadillac right mm-hmm. in the 70s yeah. and that's kind of that 1970s cadillac ride where you're just kind of floating yep. down the road and, and i i feel like especially this truck has that really and and you know uh, look it's it's hard because there's a lot of politics now unfortunately with electric vehicles yeah. but, but to me uh the difference between electric and internal combustion is kind of heart versus head right Correct. one is very emotional one is very intellectual that's right. do you want to
3: hear it versus what do you want to do with it
2: exactly yep. and, and that's why i think with work trucks, I feel like that's a very intellectual thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's about numbers. It's not about, you know, taking it to the drag street, even though these things are freaking fast. Yeah, I
3: was going to say, <laughs> throw it until hell for a few <laughs> minutes and then talk to me. Yeah, yeah I
2: know. <laughs> uh, but but I think, I think if people realize that it's not better or worse, it's just different, then it becomes a much more uh, logical decision for people.
3: I think it's really important, too, that it's not just about, like, Big batteries can weigh it down, center of gravity is better. I mean, when you look across the competitors, and we do this, right, because we want to know our competitors just as much as our own, how we integrate it, so having that ground-up build versus just choosing to take a current Silverado ICE and putting batteries underneath it is a very different experience. The suspension is tuned specifically for this truck, so you're not getting, um, I would just say, uh, some of the tail wagging the dog feels that you get out of some of the other um, vehicles that are out on the market. The trailering dynamics and the overall ride and handling are connected to the truck, and you feel connected to the road. So we're not um, trying to do anything that is covering something or, or you know, fixing a problem. We've created really great solutions and therefore didn't have problems to overcome. And, and, and that's just honestly what it means to be able to do an all-new architecture. It's the most exciting thing a chief engineer can ever do is grow an all-new architecture. Uh,
2: so once I, I had this conversation with one of the former chief engineers of the F-150, and I said, mm-hmm. do you like being... And he said, no, it's terrifying because there's so much riding on it. Do you feel that pressure? I mean, let's face it, nope. this is a very important vehicle for GM. It's
3: one of the most yeah. important vehicles for General Motors, not just in terms of... Um, capability and showing that you know EV pickup trucks can be a force in the market but also just for overall our EV growth um, future, I don't feel that pressure because I'm so confident how the truck is. That's great. I would feel that pressure if there was something I was worried about someone would find. Oh no, someone's going to find something. No one's going to find anything. We are handing these trucks off and saying go drive them, go run them through their paces. Go take it out trailering the same way that you did with some of those competitive vehicles. We're gonna knock your socks off. I'm confident. And you guys know I put ten thousand miles on my truck. I know what it can do.
2: Yeah, I, I always like to think to myself, I wasn't even though Andrea will make fun of me, my son does I wasn't old enough to be around when we went from horse and buggy to you yeah. know but we were living through this really cool time, it's an right? Awesome Isn't time. It? I mean and with change there's opportunity. I felt like in the past, you know, There were these little incremental changes right Mm -hmm. and every little thing became very competitive but now you've got a clean sheet and you can just go out and actually create the future truck because as much as some people think that electrification isn't the future it probably is it's just the momentum is just too great the momentum across the industry is there and
3: fun fact i never drove an ev before i became the chief engineer for this truck my, um, my leader at the time threw me in a Hummer EV for a weekend and said, you know, go, go figure it out. Hmm. And I took my daughter to a, a soccer tournament in Indianapolis and had to learn how to charge, what fast chargers were, how to do everything. How do I know I've got this range anxiety? And um, I think it was actually a really great experience to start out that way because I am a full-size truck owner, driver, user. I've been for my whole life. And so I brought this new perspective of an ICE owner to EVs and specifically focused on what are the pain points gonna be? How do we get over them? How do we make it feel better for them? And that's really what this product is showing.
2: And You know, the other hard part that you're facing is electrification is not just about, you know, an electric truck. It's about a whole new language, like you just said. Absolutely. It's about, you know, going from miles per gallon to kilowatts per mile, right? There's yep. just there's just all this other thing that, that you guys are going to have to learn or maybe you don't want to learn. I mean, obviously, GM also <laughs> offers plenty of... Yeah, we'll help you. <laughs> yeah, you can choose.
3: Uh, Whatever you want to learn, yeah. Diesel,
0: or you could listen to TFL Talking Trucks podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well,
3: Where hey, they talk about all of the GM products available.
0: <laughs> yes. And the queen bee.
3: And the queen bee. Is
0: that you
2: or the, or both?
3: Um, probably both. both to be honest. Well, yeah. well, thank you
2: very much for your yeah, time. Yeah, great I'm, to meet I'm, you guys. I'm very grateful. Uh, and uh, Andre, um, thank you very Andre, much. Andre, as, well. as always, it's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you guys. Ciao. You know, Andre, when I start, I said I'm gonna ask you three hard questions in that interview. There were all these other PR people around her, and it got very quiet. <laughs> yeah, you could hear the
0: crickets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You could. but she she handled it well you know she 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 really uh that's a great she's thing. in charge that's a great thing you can really tell she's in charge and she knows every aspect of the truck and there was one interesting thing that happened to us uh and let's tell that story so you of course being you decided to crawl under the truck right away and what'd you see under the truck yes yeah, so before we interviewed her yes. right
0: i was um looking underneath because and, and nobody knew what this was but go ahead Yeah, and and I look down, and the work truck has a spare tire, right? I'm like, great, because the Hummer didn't, Yes, remember? Um, So I look, and it looks different. There's like like a basket. There's like a steel basket holding the tire up underneath the truck. And I'm like, well, how do you remove it. How do you get the tire down? So let me give you a little background. So for, for
2: those of you non-truck guys or gals, the way normally a spare tire works is there's a spare tire underneath the bed of the truck, and then there's a little, little plastic flap ne- next to the, like the license plate, mm-hmm. and you stick like a little, uh, what would you call that, the, the pole with, uh, with the handle on it. It's like a, It's like a jack it's handle. It's like a socket. Yeah, it's like a jack handle, yeah. and you stick it, and imagine you know the way that you jack up a car. Well, this is Basically the opposite, you then jack down the spare. So the, the spare lowers, uh, and then you have access to it. Yeah. Uh, but when Andre looked underneath there, he couldn't figure out how to uh, basically lower, 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 lower the spare tire. Because there was, there was no jack hole. there was yeah. no. And so we asked everybody, they were like, how do you get the spare tire? They're like, we'll get back to you. Yeah, they, they, That's a typical <laughs> PR person when, when, when we stump them with something.
0: Uh, so we asked Nicole, and she immediately knew the answer. So tell them what the answer is. So it's inside the bed. Yeah, So the access point to the spare tire. So you have to lower the tailgate, and there's two access panels. They're pretty small. They're like one inch by one inch, right? Mm -hmm. So you pop these little plastic holes, and there's two little screw holes where, once again, with that handle, you can lower that entire basket of the spare tire down and change the tire. And the real interesting
2: part is why are they there? Yeah, because we're wondering, why is it inside the bed? Yeah, why did you put it underneath the tailgate, basically, when you close it?
0: And she had an answer. She which said, was? She said because people tend to steal spare tires. And so, with the tailgate closed, you don't have access to those access ports. to Especially with it. a tonneau cover, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yes.
2: yeah. Well, I think the, I actually think the way the tailgate works. It, it yeah, closes. it's almost like pinches it. Right. Yeah, it closes on yeah. top of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it doesn't give you access to which you know um, creates some problems. Like imagine if you had a big piece of plywood. Uh, in the bed it's kind of like the honda problem with the ridgeline right the ridgeline has its uh, spare tire underneath the bed but not accessible from the bottom accessible from the top and mm-hmm. so if you put a load in the truck it's hard to get at the spare tire here you right. don't have to get at the spare tire but you do have to get at those access points and if you'd say if you had a two by four that's covering up that then you're going to have it's not as bad but it, it does create a potential issue maybe you know the fact that it's hard to steal is worth it uh, but it was kind of cool. So, Andre, we, we promised to talk about competitors of this truck. Yes. So let's start with the
0: Lightning because, obviously, that's a direct competitor. Right. And Lightning is already on sale. Yes. And the Chevy Silverado is going on sale right now as we speak.
2: And I'm talking about the Ford F-150
0: Lightning. F-150 Lightning. So, so now... And we've owned it. So we're very familiar. Yeah, yeah. we had it for about four months, and we put 13,000 miles miles on it. In four months, yeah. Including the trip to Alaska Alaska, that we talked about in previous podcasts. And and my biggest problem with the
2: Lightning, and we had uh, the Lariat um, with the big battery, which is 130 kilowatt hours. It's like 134, yes. But my biggest problem with it was Immediately when we drove it from Michigan, I felt like it was under-batteried. And what I mean by that is it didn't have a big enough battery. And I know 134 kilowatt hours is a lot compared to like a
0: Mach-E, but this is a truck. Yeah, and it's kind of squarish, right? It's big.
2: Well, and that's the downside, right? it's heavy. It's based on the current F-150, so you're going to have to work around the constraints of the current F-150, whereas the Silverado, uh, it was a fresh design so you could make it much more aero. So if you're looking at the pictures of this on on the screen behind us, you'll notice it's got these kind of like uh, uh, flying buttresses behind the uh, rear. Of, there you go. That's a good one. Behind the rear uh, window. Yeah. Uh, and the reason for those is it makes it much more aero, giving you a better coefficient of drag, giving you much more range. And I th- felt that was always a problem with the Lightning. I love the Lightning. Don't get me wrong. I just felt like it was... Well,
0: under-batteried. Well, let's expand on that a little bit, right? Yeah. Because they had to modify the frame of the F-150 in order to create the Lightning because the Lightning has independent rear suspension. It has, obviously, two motors, one in the back, one in the rear. Um, I mean, one in the front, one in the back. Uh, and And the battery is integral to that frame, right? So the battery is kind of built into that frame as well. So they did have to massage that frame a lot in order to create it. But then they were able to use the cab, and the front, to a large extent, and then the bed. And I think what that allowed Ford to do is a quicker time to market, right? So they were able to uh, design that truck, test it, and, and bring it to market, what, a year ago now, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, they like They beat you Chevy said, to the market. Or, or they beat the Cybertrucks in the market. They did not beat Rivian, now, right. And the Hammer was uh, around.
2: Hold on. Okay, so the Rivian technically was out first. Yes. But in terms of, like, number of trucks, I think Ford quickly built more trucks than than Rivian did, R1Ts. Yes, uh, right. I, I think that's I think, true. I think there's more Lightnings out there. Than, but you're right. The, technically,
0: Rivian beat them. Well, you know, now Ford is having trouble building Lightnings also. So they're kind it's of hardest, almost yeah, head-to-head. Head-to-head, head-to-head. Right? yeah, I agree. So they're head-to-head. So anyways, uh, I agree. So the maximum range on um, F-150 Lightning is 320 miles versus 450 claimed on the Silverado. So that's a huge... You know, that's a huge gap already. Also, charging is important, right? Silverado charges it up to 350 kilowatts because it has the up to 800 volt system. Uh, the Ford does not. No, Ford charges up to what? Two, it's like 200, 200? 200, Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I remember the that. And that matters
0: a lot. Yeah, especially when you're towing. Yes. So you want that fast charge capability. So if you're on the road trip, you need to replenish that power. I
2: don't know what it's level two. The, the, the Ford was high, it was 80 amp. I don't know what the. I, I don't think we asked about the.
0: We don't have a number for on,
2: on level two on the. Yeah, yeah. but I think it'll be, it's the Hummer be EV was 50 amp. I remember that for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, um, the other big difference, of course, is that uh, uh, the Silverado. And now we're talking about the work truck, um, is much more work trucky in terms of it than the pro. Than the pro, right? The pro is very similar. So I know where I'm going with this, Andre. So no, no, let, let me help you. Yeah, help me. Let, here, please. let me help. Please you. help so, me, Andre.
0: No, no. So the Silverado has a longer bed. Yeah. Right. So, a, thank so, you. So I that's where you were going. Yeah. So the Silverado has a five eleven. Uh, the Ford has a five-and-a-half-foot bed, so there's a few inches difference there. That's important. But here's the thing. The, the Lightning, the F-150 Lightning, has more payload, up to about 2,200 pounds of payload. So 1,400 for the Silverado, 2,200 for the Ford. That's a big difference. That's that, like 800 that, pounds. That could be the U-body on frame problem. Yes. <laughs> or no, you know what it is.
2: It's the fact that it's got it's, much more batteries. It's a huge battery. battery yeah, it's course. a huge battery.
0: And yeah. they'll have smaller battery versions of the Silverado. Which will have more payload. They tow the same. Ten thousand pounds each. Yeah. So and the pricing, of course, you know, there's disparity in price. Uh, but I think when when we see the one WT, the very, very base Chevy I think the price is going to be more competitive
2: now. Uh, if we're talking about the RST that they had there, we're looking at probably, and this is another big number, anywhere from 105. And I heard, I heard say Andre, I heard tell, up to 115 for the RST, uh, the first edition so, trucks, yeah. yeah. So which is actually even more than the Hummer EV.
0: Yeah, and I don't understand that really. I mean, it looks cool, like you said. You know, it has the LED bar in the front. It's got 24-inch wheels.
2: How much are platinums? Like ninety nine thousand? Like
0: they start at ninety six. Okay. So So F one fifty lightning platinum starts around ninety six. So we heard that might start at one hundred five. So yeah, that's a little bit more than the platinum Ford. Yeah. So yeah, those prices are very high. But you're
2: rolling on twenty threes, Andre. 24s 24s that's right
0: 24. yes 24s i mean that's insane, insane. yeah yes <laughs> not even like the Maybach. N- not even the mercedes Maybach is on 24s um, so let's compare it to the rivian the rivian of course the
2: biggest difference is it's kind of a tweener truck so it's not as big it's a little bit bigger than a midsize but not quite as big as a half ton or a full size uh, and it also has well there are different versions of it but the one that's out has four motors one in each hub um much more, much quicker. Zero to sixty. We've done a lot of zero to sixties on that thing, and quarter miles, like in the three and a half second second range. Uh, it's the quickest pickup I think we've ever tested.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, the it, Rivian is. Yeah,
2: and it's much more Tesla-like in terms of its kind of infotainment, right? So everything's in the screen. Uh, these trucks have regular uh, HVAC controls. Buttons. Yeah, it feels more
0: traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, and the Rivian's kind of—I would say—the best way to d- describe the difference is you know the the, the WT is a work truck. The Rivian R1T, it's an adventure truck. Or a lifestyle truck. It does tow the same.
0: Yeah, so uh, actually, no, 11,000, I I think. I think it tows more, yeah, you're right. The the Rivian rating. But it's about about the
2: same. It's got a lot more horsepower, too.
0: Um, And the Rivian also has a smallish battery by comparison. Also about 130-ish, 134 kilowatt hours in the Rivian. But the Rivian beat, like you said, when we drag raced at the TRX, the Raptor R, um, the Hummer. Yep. So the Rivian is really, I mean, currently the king of acceleration as far as pickup trucks. And of
2: course, if you compare it to the Hummer EV, the Hummer EV is more of an off-road toy, right? It's a whole different thing. It competes more with a Jeep, I would say, than with with any of these trucks. Uh and we we also own the Hummer EV, so we're very familiar with that. You're rolling on 35s. Uh you've got a tiny bed. Uh and if you have a spare tire, no spare tire. <laughs> you have no bed whatsoever. Yeah. But you do have air suspension. And just like the RST, you do have rear wheel steering, which the
0: Lightning and the Rivian don't have. Right. And the Rivian will not have tank turn. I mean, that feature is possible, but they do not offer it. And, and the
2: Cybertruck, so. that's kind of still up in the air. Yeah. Um,
0: so we don't know a lot. I mean, we know the prototypes are out there. You know, we know that, you know, Tesla is still working on this. But we don't know a lot of specs or how much they're going to charge. We don't know if they're even going to, you know, get one built before the end of the year. They promised.
2: I mean, Elon promised Yeah, but one. he promised it two years ago. So at this point, his promise is a little uh, suspect, let's say. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. And it's, of course, the styling of the Cybertruck and the construction. Uh, maybe that's... Maybe, I, I, I'm kind of joking, but maybe that's really uh, uh, unibody on frame for the Cybertruck. Uh, I got to ride in it when it was first launched. The, the thing I just remember is that, that windshield is so crazy raked and so steep that when you're sitting in it, you can't touch... The the dashboard where it meets the windshield, it's so far in front of you. Uh, so once again, you know, for all you Tesla fans out there, we don't know. Obviously, it's supposed to start at 39. Not going to happen. Right. Uh, I was guessing, I was talking to some of the people... Some of the other YouTubers there, and we were guessing, I said 69, they were guessing 79 for the Cybertruck, and I think that's probably more realistic.
0: Yeah, plus, um, well, they also promised mega charging, yeah. like megawatts. So we're talking about 350 kilowatt, but a 1,000 kilowatt will be mega, megawatt uh, charger because they are working on it for their semi-trucks, right? The Tesla is working on that. And I've just been to many Tesla chargers going d to d Disney to Disney. I have videos on uh, LTFL? Uh, yes, the videos on LTFL.com. And I've been to, what, 14 Tesla chargers across country, and none of them were pulled through. Yeah. None and of charging them. Charging is going to be a... So charging pickup trucks with
2: trailers <sighs> is going to be a problem. So the good news with the Silverado EV is that it's, the charger um, is in the same place as the Tesla, which is driver's side rear hoarder, mm-hmm. uh, which is great to backing up into a Tesla, because now they have that partnership with Tesla, of course, but not so great if you're towing, because you're towing. You'll, you'll have to block all the, <laughs> <laughs> all the, char- all the chargers, <laughs> unless you park behind them somehow. Hey, um, uh, we got to wrap this up because we're running yeah. out of time, but before we do,
0: uh, we got to talk about the Ram, how much to talk about the Ram, we don't know a lot about Well, the it. Rev, yeah. yeah, well, so we do know something, um, they promised huge range, Right, so they promised up to 500 miles without range extending and maybe even a range extender that none of these trucks are talking about yet. Yeah, but, the, you know, we, once again, they promised a lot in the concept
2: and none of it came true in the real truck, right, that they're building. But well, they had the, the mid-gate in the concept that didn't Didn't make through. it, they had seating for six. They didn't, anyway, there's a, they had a pass-through from the front that didn't happen. Uh, basically, uh, the rev looks, and this is I'm not trying to be critical, I'm just saying there were a lot of promises made and then... A lot of them disappeared when the real truck
0: came out, which is a shame. Uh, But we're looking at two years from now, Andre. Well, they promised like end of 2024. So that's still over a year and a half from now. Yeah. So, and they promised, you know, big range, big horsepower, uh, really good charging, 350 uh, kilowatt uh, charging. But once again, they're not here yet. The Ram is not here.
2: Okay. How about Patreons?
0: Oh, yeah. So I want to thank Johnny. Yeah. Um, it sounds like I'm making this up, but I'm, I'm not. Johnny just supported us with a $10 thank donation. You, so thank you very much. Uh, I don't have a question from Johnny. He just... Um, but there is uh, another question or comment from Ryan uh, Weavers. Yeah. I just bought a 2023 Silverado 1500 5.3 liter V8 a few months ago, and I want to do at least one camping out trip. For now, we're just uh, renting a travel trail, but I wanted to know what are some things I need to buy in order to tow properly. Hey, uh, so a hitch. Our friends at Gen Y. Yep, yeah, Gen Y. We highly recommend them.
2: We not only uh, they not only sponsor us, but we use them all the time, especially in the eye gauntlet. And we found them to be exceptional. So certainly, you need a hitch um, because it's high digestible. So yes. that's
0: important. Uh, or they uh, have that new right. like like uh, what's the one that's kind of uh, we've got torsion. torsion so it, yeah. it has actually some cushion. Yeah, that's pretty in, cool in the hitch. And also, if you're towing a big camper, like you're saying. Uh, you need weight distribution, mm-hmm. so look into a Gen Y with a weight distribution um, attachment because you want to level the load and also prevent the swaying. You don't want that big camper swaying.
2: Yeah, and then you know maybe uh, a membership to Cat scales, <laughs> It's always good to weigh <laughs> because you know it's one thing when you f- buy a trailer, it's another thing when you fill it up, and you'd be amazed at how quickly it gets very heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to be sure to not. Uh, um, you know, I, 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 not to exceed the, uh, the 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 weight limits on your truck. Also, uh, towing mirrors. Does his truck have towing
0: mirrors? Well, I don't know, but um, that's always good. If, especially if you have a camping trailer that's really wide. Wide, yeah. They're usually wide, about eight and a half feet, which is wider than the truck. You either need mirror extensions or a t- proper towing mirror, which Chevy offers. Yeah. So you can get that. All kinds of. Uh, extension cords if you're going to get land power and
2: maybe even adapters I'm or maybe Silverado ev <laughs> to, to, to power your camper to power that's the other thing you can do you can power your camper with these yeah uh, if you're not going traditional tent camping
0: well guys thank you for joining us if you do want to help support us where do they go andre on patreon so patreon.com slash tfl our only page on patreon uh, and also t- old TFLcom where you'll find everything on a motive right in one place.
2: Yes, especially, I think we did like six videos, uh, you know, we, we talked about off-board power, you did the first tow, we did a straight up comparison to the RST. to the First drive. Point. We did a first drive, uh, and we did, uh, they had this cool station there that was uh, basically a fuel cell uh, hooked up to a hydrogen station uh, that uh, allowed them to charge uh, uh, the Hummer, that Hummer, the Silverado EV uh, without actually having electricity uh, going to this like farm that we were at, which is cool. Yeah,
0: so that's another video we did.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll let Nathan come back. I'm sorry if you were expecting Nathan. Uh, you that's know. all
0: right. Yeah, I bet. He, but he's probably go, come come
2: back next week. Yeah, he's probably over with me talking about cars on our car <laughs> podcast. So yes, head on over to Talking Cars. All right. See you guys next time. Ciao. Thank you.